sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. Man! My father-in-law died. You know... This is so weird. Emery, how the heck are you? It's good to see you. Uh, my mother died a while back. I don't even know how long it's been. I don't know. <laughs> but that death really woke me up to death. Like it was... Uh, why I start this show with a sweatshirt on thinking I'm going to need a sweatshirt. Uh, I felt like, okay, okay. How, let me, let me, let me give you uh, a way that to explain it. That makes sense to me. When you're a drinker. Okay. Ow. Shocking. When you're a drinker, you drink and drink and drink and drink. And then one day you close your eyes and you start spinning. Okay? And now you got the spins. Now, I I mean, that's how it worked for me. I did not I don't know. All right. So the thing about it is, is I, you know, when I was drinking, I never had the spins. And then I had the spins. I got the, the one time and then I had the spins the rest of my life. Every time I drank, I closed my eyes and I'd start spinning. Now, fortunately for me, I liked the spinning. Uh, I can't remember. It's been about 18, 19 years since I drank and I can't remember I would always spin one way. It was either backwards or forwards. And then and then I started spinning the other way. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I always liked it. I always liked it. It was something to do. Added bonus feature of being drunk. Most people don't like the spins. Yeah, I love drinking. I loved it. Loved it. My soulmate, booze. So... When my mother died, um, and I had other people that were close to me die. My grandmother died. My aunt Eileen had died, who was uh, a really great uh, supporter and great aunt to me, and um, and various other people. You know, I've been to a lot of funerals, not a lot, but plenty enough. And but when my mom died, I'm like, oh. Now I get it. Now I get it. And I compared it to losing a limb. Like, obviously, I don't know what that exactly feels like, but it felt to me like that was what it would feel like. Like, you know, you have an arm, and then one day you don't have an arm. And you're like, wow, that's weird. I always had that arm. Now I don't have that arm. And that's how it felt like... Um, and so I had never felt that before. And then I felt like, and then honestly, that the, the, the word for it is loss. Okay. It's like, uh, Kevin, spin me right around. Yeah, I know. Like a record. I know. I'm telling you, man, uh, the spins, did you, does anybody ever get those when they're drinking? You ever get those, the spins? Um, yeah, man. I also never um, threw up until the very end, and then I would throw up all the time, and I'm like, I got to end this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. 
So, hey, it is good to see you, Kevin. Good day to you, sir. Good day, good day. So, that's loss. That's what I felt. I felt loss, right? And then now, you've never had the spins, Kevin? Well, I think you probably should count yourself lucky. Most people do not like them. You got to truly love drinking. You got to be dedicated to the whole drinking experience to love the spins. Uh, Because you can't stop them. You can't stop the spins. And so anyways, the 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 loss, I felt it for the first time when my mom died, which has been several years. And then now I can feel loss. And I feel loss uh, various times in my life. You know, the city shut... When the city shut down our tent village and then our day center, that was um, a real significant low for me. Uh, oh, Emery says, Emery with asterisks, I hate the spins. Yeah, right. Most people do. It's terrible. <laughs> you can't. It's bad news bears, baby, when you're spinning. Um. And now I can feel loss. Like like when my mom died, I, I, I got the loss switch flipped on in my body or my brain, and then I can feel loss. And so now my, you know, my father-in-law died on Sunday. It's, I'm taping this on Thursday, and I feel it again. Now, it's not the same as my mom. Your, your mom is like, you know, your mom... I watch I watch my son's mom, you know, my wife. Like uh um Kevin says I'm a good drinker. I always end up cooking a feast. I'd be a good boy, go night night. Wow, you are a good boy. <laughs> wow. That's impressive, Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah, when your mom, like your mom, is on. If if you're lucky, not everybody is this lucky, but like my kid's lucky, and I was this lucky. Your mom, like, does everything for you. Like anything you need, you go to your mom. Mom, I'm hungry. Oh, what would you like? I don't know. Would you like chicken nuggets? No. Would you like pizza? No. Would you like spaghetti? No. Would you like a sandwich? No. Would you like ice cream? No. She'll just do it all night long. She'll run through all the food in, in on the planet. <laughs> and then she eventually finds it and she's like, oh, I'll go get that for you. Moms are like that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Kevin says it rightly. No other death like your mother. One love. I've heard these gruesome stories of soldiers on a battlefield, you know, dying out on the battlefield and their uh, their team can't come and get them because it's too dangerous and they just sit out there crying for their mom. Oh, me. Hi. Okay, Kevin's mom taught him a value taught me valuable life lessons. That's good. My mom just showed me love, like love that I just it just blew me away. Just amazing, 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 amazing. So, anyways, when I lost my mom, that was like that was like a loss. And then a friend of mine said, "It's like getting like like having a hole blown in you or something." You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to explain it. So at any rate, my father-in-law, um, you know, ah, yeah, that, that happens. So Omi says, my mom did her best and it failed me. That's the that's the, the sad truth about uh, most parents that they, 
they don't live up to, you know, what we want, what TV has taught us, you know, to want, you know, like Ward and, uh, you know, leave it the beaver. What was her name? Ward and Ward, Ward, Ward and Wally and Beaver and Jane, June, June. Was that his name? June. Emery says, you're very lucky. My mom is a big and only wants anything to do, and only wants anything to do with me. I can become a cis straight. Oh yeah. That sucks. See, that's thankfully I have chosen my own family. Yeah. June. Yeah. It's June Cleaver. Right. Thank you. Yeah. See, that sucks. That absolutely, totally, totally, a hundred percent, totally sucks, Emery. And I, it's so sad when um, a person can't have the experience of what a mom should be, I guess, or could be. I'm yeah, I'm very, very sorry, Emery, but that's that sucks. That that when when your parents want you to be something that you're not. And that's, I think, fairly common, right? That parents are like, hey, I wanted you to be this. Uh, and they're like, I can't be that. And you're like, well, then we can't uh, be together. Uh, Omi says, my kids will find fault in my best too, I'm sure. Of course. And I think that that's true. That, um, and, and in fact, that's part of, the process is that your parents can't be perfect. They have to have found fundamental flaws, fundamental flaws. All of them do. I, and, uh, yeah. Om, Omi says, yeah, expectations. Right, 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 right. And so, um, that is, I, I, I do think that that's part of the game that the process that especially with a dad and their son like you know that's that oedipus complex right like you have to kill your dad and you know have sex with your mom that's what freud said (laughs) Uh, but most days i feel like i'm not giving my best even though i am like i fail to live up to my own expectations that's hard to live with well sure right like we all know who we could be but we rarely are that any of us are that right emory says my mom is a product of a broken system and i don't hold it against her that's beautiful that's beautiful emory uh kevin says i heard today is national beaver day no way beaver day national beaver day what are you talking april 7th no shit. Look at that. There you go. Eight facts to celebrate International Beaver Day. Beavers are adorable. Adorable. Beaver teeth are orange. <laughs> Beavers have long incisors. They get their orange color from an iron-rich protective coating of enamel. Their teeth grow continuously throughout their life, but daily use helps trim them down. Because of the softer dentine bone tissue that wears away faster uh, than enamel, a beaver's teeth wear down unevenly. That gives the incisor a chiseled shape, which helps the beaver cut through hard objects like wood. Beavers are only one of the few animals that modify their habitat. That's wonderful. Beavers don't just build dams. They also build lodges. That's nice. Beavers slap their tails in the water to indicate danger. I thought it was just to be cute. Beavers eat wood. No. What? They eat leaves, woody stems, aquatic plants. Some of their favorite foods are poplar, aspen, willow, birch, and maple. Wow. Wow, what a digestive system they must have. Beavers are the largest rodents on earth. Look at that little mouth. Oh, my God. Adorable. A beaver's activity is not synchronized with the typical solar day. Jeez, oh, Pete. Remain consistently, wait, low, light levels in a beaver's lodge and underwater remain consistently low throughout this 24-hour day without cues from the sun. A beaver's circadian rhythms changes its days, become longer, offering varying legs from 26 to 29 hours. They're primarily nocturnal and tend to be most active at night. Beavers can stay underwater six to eight minutes. 
Well, happy Beaver Day, everybody. It's not what you think. <laughs> When's Otter Day? I don't know. Let's find out. When is National Otter Day? Not Daughter Day. Well, Daughter Day is September 25th. Otter Day. Uh, World Auto Day, excuse me. That's the last Wednesday in May. <laughs> otters are better. Which is better, otters or beavers? I think otters. Uh, yeah, Kevin's right. We heard it on the radio. As an aside, did you hear about my run in with the APD? I think uh, the number of people saw... I saw in court who lost jobs, kids, and family over uh, issues made me think you needed to see this. Uh, Elmi says otters are cuter than beavers. That's probably true. Um, Emery, I I don't know if you want to share what your situation is, but if you could draw, I, I don't know if you want to. I, I saw some of your stuff, and I am sorry that you're experiencing all what you got going. But if you want to jot down maybe... Um, some of what, if you want to talk about it. Uh, Omi says, I spent a week in New Mexico on Native Reservation. My white guilt has never been so heavy. Oh, yeah. Was it kind of run down? And I've been out west. Uh, nice work going to New Mexico. Love, love the west. The west is the best. As Jim Morrison would say. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal out there. So at any rate, um, yeah. Uh, my father-in-law, yeah, Omi says they're just so poor. The Native Americans are so poor. Yeah, it's it is rough. It's rough. Um, and when are we going to talk more about that? For Pete's sake, you know, when do we get to talk about how we're treating natives in in America? Omi says no grocery stores or hospital, but lots of Christian churches. Hmm. Yeah, you probably didn't love that, knowing your lack of interest in spirit religion <laughs> but we have them uh land that couldn't yeah we gave them land they couldn't grow food right right we put them out in the middle of nowhere uh ooh, you found a native rapper Ooh, nice i bet that was cool i bet that was very cool uh <sighs> so i think i can share this uh, listen to Red Revolution. Okay, by Sten Jotty. Okay, I will. Um, my father-in-law came down with a lot of stuff at the end of his life, like um, uh, cancer. He had lymphoma. And, um, and then it just kept getting worse. Like it started like a couple of years ago. He had some back stenosis or something. His back started to hurt. Uh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, Emery. I will come back to you. I'm just going to finish this story, uh, and then I'm gonna. I want to come back to your story. Uh, and his back really hurt him, and and it wasn't getting better. He couldn't get that pain under control. And then a few weeks ago, he was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer, and it there was a lot of it. I guess it wasn't in his brain that we. There was a potential it was going to be in his brain, but it wasn't in his brain. And then a few days ago, uh, they live downstairs. We live in a duplex. I live, my wife and kid and I live upstairs, and they live downstairs. And my mother-in-law called and said, you know, Earl can't, he's on the floor in a fetal position, and um, uh, he can't get up. And my, my wife went down there, and he was just kind of rocking in pain and you know he said I can't move and so we called the ambulance and they came out and they took him and they did some sort of something and they found that he had a tumor and a hole in his intestines and it was causing crazy issues air was getting in and blood was getting it was just mess it was a mess so they had to do emergency surgery and that was on Sunday morning and um, he made it through the surgery but um, he couldn't. They couldn't stabilize him, and then they had to put a a, a tube in him. They had to, 
you know, uh, they had to intubate him. And um, he suffered a lot that last day or two, about 48 hours, you know. And the system is interesting. The medical system is interesting because they take a Hippocratic oath that they can do no harm, right? So, you know, they, my wife and his, you know, was like, can you give him any pain medicine? And they're like, we can't give him much because his um, blood pressure is too low. And then, you know, they were withholding water and he was like, you know, they were, he was sucking on those, one of those, like, you know, they give you like a big Q-tip with a little bit of water on it. So he's dying of thirst. He's in excruciating pain and there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do because if they would give, treat the pain, they would be in effect killing him. And so you just suffer. And it's a torture. It's torturous. It's it's a torture. So, you know, he had just had surgery on his abdomen. They took out a tumor. They sealed up, you know, I don't know if they removed a part of his Intestine, I don't know. And then he just died in agonizing pain. And um, you can't blame the system. You can't blame them. Because their job is one thing. To do no harm. Now, if he had been at home, uh, <laughs> if he had been at home and we had had hospice, could have been different. We could have given him, my mom had hospice at home and we had morphine. We had all kinds of pain reliev relievers. Um, yeah, so... Um, the system, right? And then, and this is the thing I'm always fighting against. Omi says, I'm very, very sorry, Sage. It makes me feel really sad to hear that. Yeah, and I know it is a sad thing to tell. You can actually absolutely blame the system. So that's the thing. It's no one but the system's fault. Don't discredit their part, please. The system is faulty. Right. So, okay, so... So this is, the, it is the system's fault because the system is so rigid. And, and Emery, I will not forget your story. I'm coming back to your story, I promise you. The system is, and Emery says, the system sucks and it needs fixed. So when he went into the surgery, they did all the checks. Do you want uh, chest compressions. Do you want this? Do you want that? No, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. So they got all their ducks in a row of all the things they weren't going to do. Right? But there was no place if your blood pressure is too low, do you want us to give you pain relievers? The answer is, hell yeah. I, want, I don't want to feel any pain. That's not a question. Thank you, Emery. That's not a question. Omi says, it's 2022. No one should die in agony like that in a highly developed nation. Right? We have the ability to take the pain away. They knew he was not going to make it. I mean, all like they, in fact, the doctor at one point said this will be the fight of his life. Meaning like this guy isn't going to make it. This guy isn't going to make it. But they cannot, as, the, as a hospital, make that decision. Emory says comfort care should be prioritized, period. 
So, that's right. There need to be questions that say, hey, if you're in excruciating pain, what do you want us to do? Yes, Omi's right. My vet would have done more to comfort my hamster. Absolutely, they would have. Absolutely, they would have. They would have put the hamster down. They would have been like, that surgery did not go well. (coughs) This animal is not going to make it. We need to put it down. There's no place in America you can do that, is there? Not on not in that point not at that point in the game. I think Oregon has a euthanasia thing. Maybe. Uh yeah, I want to die in Oregon. I think that's right. I think Oregon has a thing. The other problem with the healthcare system is litigation. They're constantly getting sued, right? Uh, yeah, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Tony says, I'm so sad. So sad. I'm sorry, Sage. The system sucks. Emery says, I had a pharmacist refuse to fill pain meds for my nine-year-old who was an oncology patient. Do you know how many homeless people were on, that I know, personal friends of mine, that were on uh, Adderall as kids, but then they started taking other drugs, and now they can't get the Adderall. Omi says, yeah, I worked at a med uh, malpractice law firm. Yeah, it's soul-crushing work. Yeah, yeah, I bet that is rough. The system becomes a soulless machine. We do this, there is nothing else to do. Or let's even, you know, stay in the medical profession. Uh, Omi says, Adderall for uh, 25 out of 16 years of my life. Right on. I would love, I would love to get my homeless friend's prescriptions to Adderall. Um, If they don't have, if most of those people don't have attention deficit, I don't know what they have. I mean, they have a lot of other things, but I I see the signs constantly. They can't get it. They can't get Adderall. So they have to take meth. They have to take the street version of Adderall. That's fine. It's, It's fine. Oh, you've been three years without your Adderall. How's that been going, Omi? Wow. Um, Let's see. There was another topic about medicine I wanted to... Ah, look at that. For missing two appointments, too scared to even find a new doctor. There you go. Yeah. Do you think you would be better with it or no? I know that feeling. I'm almost out of my... um, antidepressant medication i don't want to to talk to my doctor that's chaotic yeah um oh like (laughs) you know take the, the, the 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 insurance industry for example they tell doctors how to treat their patients the doctors have no say it's crazy I know someone who was denied all psych meds because he smoked weed once. There you go. There you go. What are you going to do? You're going to take street drugs. These people, they, the doctors give them, this, is, this is happens constantly. The doctors give a person uh, opiates for pain relief, take them off the opiates. The person goes in severe withdrawal, still has pain. They have no choice but to go to the street. None. There's no choice. It's the system, right? The system, the system, the system. And we have a system because we have 350 million people. We cannot create individualized custom education systems, health systems, any kind of system for 350 million people. 
Oh, he says life was de- in, de- in infinitely better Medicaid. Oh, well, you get on that, girl. Get over there. Get some drugs in your life. Come on now. Uh, I don't know if you have medic, uh, 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 any kind of medical, but my my um, health care, I can, I can do um, like uh, telemed. Love that. I don't have to leave my house. Love it. Love it. I'm so sorry I'm yawning. I don't know. Well, it's part of the thing. I'm just tired. Like, um, I, uh, the, the, my father-in-law's death has just drained me. Uh, Omi says, we're too big, too many states with their own power uh, to make their own rules. Ruthie says, Betwe- between the CDC, Department of Justice, and Insurance Companies, we have no doctor-patient relationship. Beautifully said. There is none. Like, why do we even have a doctor? Why don't we just have Google and the system? I have a runny nose. My head feels stuffy. It's been that way for two weeks. You get this. You can have this. It's 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 true. <coughs> like, if you have a knee replacement, there is one way you do it now. It's outpatient. Outpatient. You you go out home that day. You know why? Because your insurance agency, that's what they pay for. That's how it works. Your doctor can't say, hey, I think I need this person to stay. No, they got to go home. They got to go home. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And so, uh, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Um Assisted suicide for terminal illness should be legal. No one deserves to suffer. Right. And just to Omi's point, her guinea pig would be treated more humanely than what my father-in-law had to go through. Emery says, we sell a product at my work that's both legal and relatively inexpensive. It works on the same receptors as opioids uh, and can ease withdrawal. What is that? Uh, Help with pain. It's addictive to a point, but without legal implications. Oh, it's yeah, it's called... Yeah, Crotum. I've heard of Crotum, and it might be something to help people look at. Yeah, I've heard of that. Crotum, Crotum, Crotum. Uh, it's like a, something you drink. Uh, take two Tylenol, you're good to go. That's right. That's right. And the problem with the insurance agencies is this is all money motivated. Omi says, my friend's baby died. It was known... During pregnancy at Woods, she couldn't access an abortion in Ohio, had to carry him more, and they refused to give her any anxiety and treated her like a junkie. Wow. Wow. You don't have to dip very far into the system to realize how fucked up the system is. How about like people that get their um, you know, food stamps cut off because they make too much money? <laughs> happens all the time. And now they're making less money because now they lost all their food stamps because they made uh, they make too much money, so now they're actually in the hole. So why would you work? Why would you work? Why would you make more money? I have a friend who's going through this, making more and more money, and they're like, look, she said, look, I'm going to have to tell my employer I need to cut back my hours so I don't get over this one hump, otherwise I lose X, Y, and Z services. Uh, Kratom, Kratom, thank you. Okay, yeah, okay, so Omi says, or Emery says it comes in shots, pills and powers, but it's called, pronounced Kratom. I have heard of this stuff. Um, and people do like, it. I've heard about people using it to get off of opiates and stuff. Homie says it's a trap. Isn't the system all the ultimate trap house? Uh, Kratom works. If you do your research and get the right strains, never buy from a gas station or a smoke shop. Oh, really? <laughs> well, Emery will probably disagree with that because I think Emery works at a smoke shop. I think, where do you buy it? Ruthie, <laughs> where do you buy it? Um, All of these systems. How about this? Pope apologized for a hundred years of abuse Canadians. 
Okay. Look at this. Look at this. Here's New York Times. I feel shame. Oh, do you? Do you now? Pope apologizes to indigenous people of Canada. Pope Francis also promised to visit Canada. Oh, well, everything will be fine now. As part of a process of healing and reconciliation over the church's involvement in an abusive system of residential schools. Did you know about this? You probably know about this. Pope Francis apologized on Friday for the Roman Catholic Church's involvement in a system of Canadian boarding schools that abused indigenous children for a hundred years. A hundred years. Not 10, not 20, 100. He said he'd travel to Canada. All right. His apology comes after Canada was jolted last year by the discovery of evidence that more than 1,000 people, most of them children, were buried in unmarked graves on the grounds of some of the former schools. I feel shame and sorrow and shame for the role. Oh, you do. The Catholics played in the abuses you suffered and the lack of respect shown to your identity, your culture, and even your spiritual values. And fuck Canada while you're at it because they're, they're culpable too. I loved you, Canada. Now you're just like us, pieces of shit. Francis spoke during an audience in the Apostolic Palace with dozens of delegates from Canada's three largest indigenous group who traveled the Vatican and hoped that they would apologize to survivors. Oh, good. Well, are you happy now? Are you happy now? From the 1880s to the 1990s, the Canadian government ran a system. It was run by the government of compulsory boarding schools that a compulsory that a National Truth and Reconciliation Commission called a form of cultural genocide. Canada did this to you. The Catholic Church operated about 70% of the schools in the system. About 150,000 indigenous children were separated from their families and sent to these residential schools for 100 years where abuse, both physical and sexual, were widespread along the neglect and disease. Murray Sinclair, the former judge who headed the commission, estimates to lead to 6,000 children went missing. The system. The system. The system, the system, the system. When does the system not go corrupt? Is there ever a system that doesn't become corrupt? I can't think of one. Not one. Not one. Heinously corrupt. Uh, people are talking about Kratom, Kratom. Ruthie says to buy it online, but Emery says I can't spoke, speak for all smoke. I can't speak for all smoke shops, but I know my shit, and I can help people find the proper strain. If you want to plug your smoke shop, Emery, by all means, go right ahead. Uh, Omi says, "Yeah, watch Reservoir Dogs on Hulu and FX. I'm trying uh, much money to, as in the digits causes I can. Yeah." Uh, that's why I'm telling everyone to listen to Sten Jody. Okay, yeah, right. And then Ruthie says, I'm glad you're educated on it. I can help people. Most places have no idea. And then I think Emery says, I've been using it for about 12 years now. So there you go. That's good. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of times it comes down to experience. And it sounds like Emery really does know this stuff. The system protects itself. That's, I think, the fundamental problem. The system becomes too big to fail in their eyes. You know, the Boy Scouts raping boys, the uh, PETA killing puppies in their basement. The system becomes too big to fail. doesn't matter what the system is. You're like, oh, well, shh, shh, we can't talk about that. And then the cover-up happens. And then the cover-up happens. Oh, you're Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road. Okay, very cool. Emery's at Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road. Nice, very nice. Go on down and see Emery at Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road. I know exactly where that is. That's very cool. Um, and then we, the people, are stuck in the system being ground up like, uh, like, like meat. Like meat. And the system doesn't care because the system just cares about itself. And then we have to spend forever fighting these systems, fighting these systems, fighting these systems. 
And it takes forever because they're like, well, we can't just change the whole system. Let me get on an airplane and apologize for all those indigenous children that we stole from their families and, you know, genocided their entire culture. We're really sorry about that, you know. And Canada, where the fuck is Canada on this? They're going to fly out to Canada and apologize? Well, you know, our bad. You know, our bad. It was only till the 1990s. You know, that was a long time ago. Uh, Omi says, did you see the BLML people that bought uh, multiple million dollar homes? No, I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I'm not saying it's true. I haven't confirmed it, but it could very well be <laughs> that they took the BLM, the BLM money and bought crazy shit. There was a big guy uh, in the homeless sector in New York City. He took bribes left and right. Driving around in Mercedes and crap. So the system becomes corrupt. The people that run the system become corrupt. And we are left powerless, nearly powerless, as the people. As the people. Because... We don't have um, lobbyists in Washington lobbying for the people. We have lobbyists lobbying for cigarette companies, for the insurance companies, for all the companies. Google. Ruthie's asking, uh, Amory, what kind of brands they sell. Very nice. Um, I think we have to first start with this understanding, and probably you don't need to hear this, but the systems are fundamental. The minute a new system is started is the minute it becomes corrupt. The minute. And they start out of good ideas, right? Usually, Planned Parenthood didn't. They wanted to eradicate black people. <laughs> Planned Parenthood was all about eugenics. They put them right in black black uh, communities to give black people abortions. You believe that? It started corrupt. Wow. <sighs> Emery says, "I got. Key- I can't even say. It. You got all these brands. <laughs> then you got to buy one get one half off all the time." All right, Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road, ladies and gentlemen. If you like to ingest things to help your psychological well-being as you ponder the brutality of the systems of the world, go to Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road. Go down and see Emery. Go down and see Emery. They'll hook you up. So, oh, look at there. Emery is there 5 to 9 tonight and 9 to 4 tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Go down and see Emery at Kings of Vapor on Arlington Road. (laughs) Today's sponsor, Kings of Vapor, for all your vaping needs. I would imagine if you you vape and you want vape, they probably got it. Uh, (laughs) um, But the funny thing is, like, you you look at, like, um, African-Americans. Let's, like, I love talking about race because I still have a lot of friends who are very conservative and can't believe there's racism in uh, America, right? They can't believe it. They're like, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. Look, bro, you're a racist. You don't have to feel bad about it. You just are. You're a racist because you take for granted that everything has been built for your white ass. And no matter how you look at it, um, black people are uh, crushed in America. Crushed in America. Look at there. Ruthie, a chronic pain patient. Same with Emery. Ah, look. I'm having friends being made. I love it. I love it. 
Uh, all right, let's go back to Emery's story of a system that is brutal. Let's see. Let's go back up here. Um, just hate the system, okay? And may I say, I always hate people that are like, you know, I'll say fuck the police, and then people will be like, oh, well, then don't call the police when, you know, you're being killed or held hostage. I'm like, look, man, I can say fuck the Catholic Church and love the Catholic Church at the same time. It, they're not separate. I can, I'm not Catholic, but I, I love probably my most favorite uh, Christian writers are Catholic. I love, I love Catholicism, the idea of Catholicism, but it's a terrible, terrible, insidious, evil place. Um. you almost have an obligation to call out the bullshit in your own uh, systems because it, who else is going to do it if you don't do it? Uh, la, 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 la. I need to find Omi's or Emery's. Why, did I lose it all? Okay. What I can tell you is, is this, and Emery wrote this down, so I can, I can, uh, I don't know if it maybe disappeared up here. Uh, Emery, oh yeah, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Emery says, I was pulled over on Friday for expired tags, a suspended license that I didn't know about, car was impounded, had to go to court on Tuesday, finally got my car back, but uh, it was over $600 all told. Now where'd that go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost it. It was like it got pushed. It got pushed. So here is Emery getting caught up in a system that um, becomes brutally painful. And Emery is not a criminal. Emery, you know, it sounds like Emery had some expired tags that they didn't know about. They impound your car. They take Emery's money that Emery doesn't have to, you know, extra to afford. And there's the system. The system is like making money because instead of, you know, what would have been nice if they were like, hey, you have expired tags. Can you afford expired? Can you afford tags? No, I can't afford it. All right. Here's a voucher. Uh you have 48 hours to use this voucher to get your expired tags. Otherwise, we're going to write you a ticket. There. Problem solved. Problem solved. How about e-check? You know who gets screwed on e-check? Poor people. You know where e-check exists? Summit County, where a, a, a high percentage of people are poor. <laughs> They're making money off of people that have no lobbyists, okay? It's just like what happened over at uh, the inner belt where they displaced all those black families because black families don't make too much of a stink. Rich white families make a hell of a lot of stink. So let's just go, let's just go fuck with the poor black people. Because, you know, nobody really likes them anyways. And, you know, who cares? They're not going to vote. They're not going to, you know, they have no say. And so, the, of course, the inner belt goes right through and, and brutalizes, steals their land. <laughs> of course. Omi says, E-check is bullshit. When the bus in front of me chokes me out with their black smoke. Yeah. Uh, when they can't accelerate from, uh, when they accelerate from a stop. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a way to make money off of poor people because rich people have newer cars, maybe new cars. They pass each check every time. <laughs> Emery says, yeah, Ruthie says it makes too much sense to do that, Sage. Yeah. I believe that the system is ultimately just like... Um, Planned Parenthood. It's eugenics. They are squeezing poor people. Hi, Michelle. It's good to see you. Every way they can. 
They want poor people to just disappear and die. Why do you think black people have higher infant mortality rates, have uh, die at an earlier age, and nothing gets done about it? Why? Do I have to say it? Because they want black people to die. <laughs> Duh. How can it be that 100,000 people overdose from opiates last year, more than 100,000, and nothing happens? What do you think? I mean, there's no laws put in place. They're not decriminalizing opiate use so people can get opiates from a safer uh, system. All they're doing is flooding the market with, and thankfully they're doing this, I don't know, the health departments or somebody gets uh, uh, Narcan. The Narcan people are getting rich as hell. That's when it works out great. How about that? We got our fourth booster shot coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I read, a, I read an article that said the effect lasts four weeks. But they're still recommending, CDC says if you're over 50, get the fourth shot. Isn't that convenient? They're telling you to go get a product. Go get a product. Go get a product. Go get a product. Opiate users are given their, their methadone and suboxone to live on the rest of their life. Go get a product. Go get a product. Omi says on the reservation, they call soda the white man's bullet. So we quit shooting them so we can have high sugar foods to kill them slowly. There it is. That's not some form of euphemism or analogy. Tax-free cigarettes and soda. Tax-free cigarettes. Here, here Indian. Have some tax-free cigarettes. Smoke them if you got them. Here's a product. Here's a product. <laughs> what are they going to... Uh, Ruthie says they're just going to criminalize it more. What are they going to criminalize? Drugs? Are they going to drug... Yeah. Diabetes is a problem on the reservation, same as alcohol and meth use. I did not know that about diabetes. I believe it. They're just eating fast food and soda... Meth, a lot of meth. The Democrats who were during the campaign all with Black Lives Matter, more cops, more cops, more cops. When you put in the idea that the system is trying to eradicate poor people, it makes a lot of sense the way they're doing it. It makes a lot of sense. You've heard of the school-to-prison pipeline. It's made especially for black kids. They custom-made it. They make money. Put them in prison. You get money if they're in school. Then you put them in prison. They get money for that. Just get them in prison. And then, if I come back to uh, Emery's problem. Okay, Emery, check, it out, check this out. Emery says, my car blows clean. It passes California emissions, the tough in the country. But because it, there's a bad sensor, it won't e-check. So I worked around it, but I'm once again, incredibly privileged. There it is. I was just going to say when my homeless friend gets a car I usually think that car is going to last a couple months I had a homeless friend who had a car that got pulled over because of a tail light or something like that they just impounded it car is gone car is gone they steal the car 
And then if you have if you get a ticket and you don't pay the ticket, it just rolls and rolls and rolls. And next thing you know, you can't get to. Okay, so uh, I have a friend who had a warrant. Uh, couldn't get on Zoom, okay? Didn't have a warrant, sorry. Was supposed to have a court date on Zoom, on the internet. Homeless, couldn't make their phone connect to Zoom. Now they missed a court date. Now they got a warrant. And it goes on and on and on. If Emery couldn't recover from this, what Emery is experiencing right now with the car situation, it doesn't just come down. I mean, first of all, Emery got their car back. Beautiful. Congratulations, Emery. Most of my friends never can get their car back. They can't afford 300 bucks or 600 bucks. They might as well be $60,000. It's an impossible number. They can barely afford the $4 gas. And I know this is all hard for you too. But you're able to do it. You should try keeping a job in in Akron when all you have access to is the bus system in Akron. Try it. <laughs> try it. Okay. Uh, Omi says... We have them, gave them land that couldn't support gardens. Okay, so the, she, Omi's talking about the Native Americans. Uh, uh, they couldn't support gardens, so we sent them food packages that included high-starch foods. And they came up with bread they fry in grease. Perfect. They get a bonus if a person goes to prison, is released, and then sent to prison again within a certain time frame. <laughs> they get a bonus. Wow. If your recidivism rate is high, you get a bonus. Ruthie says, HB365 is no good. Which one is that? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Uh, Utah, HB, uh, I don't know which one that is. I don't know. Uh, Ohio? Let's see. Okay. Regards drug offenses and treatment. Uh, All right. All right. I don't know that one, but I'm sure it's terrible i believe that um oh misty says the city makes money off of people they put on methadone suboxone i didn't know that they uh their drug legal they're they they're legalized drug pushers right there on market street yeah they're giving out methadone and suboxone every day and they tell you you got to be it on the rest of your life uh emory says i'm very lucky if i didn't have friends who supported me i wouldn't have my car there it is that's what homeless people are missing. They don't have friends and family to turn to because their friends and family are in the same boat as them. Uh, Omi says, imagine a car you're making payments on gets impounded. Holy shit, there goes your credit too. Yeah, and it just goes goes on and on and on. Yeah, Ruthie wants to know how the city makes so hot money off of it. I'm sure. I'm sure they do though. Uh, uh, Omi says Utah is a beautiful state with amazing parks, but holy shit, it's, it's incredibly oppressive. Sure, yeah, man, it's run by those crazy nut job <laughs> Latter Day Saints or whatever. They have to wear special underwear or something. So, anyways, look, we have to start with the fact that every system is 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 broken, and people particularly poor people, particularly poor black people get chewed up by it and they're, they don't have a voice. They don't have a mechanism. Omi says, my brother's been on almost 10 years. He doesn't see any other doctor, just as his boxing doctor. I'm sure it's related to long-term subuse, but he has swollen red legs and arms with open sores. Yeah. Uh, it's it's terrible. You lose your teeth on Suboxone. It's a mess. A mess. We have to figure out a way to get more power as people to have a say. You go to the doctor. You go to the hospital. You should be able to say, 
not only do I not want you to have uh, chest compressions and, 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 you know, all that stuff, I want you to fill my veins with every drug possible to take away the pain. I don't care. I do not want that pain. We have to have a say. We ultimately have to say what we want for our lives. And that's why you got to legalize drugs. No one has a right to tell me what drugs I can and cannot put in my body. No one. No one. You want to cut me off of food stamps? Fine. You want to cut me off of every other uh, uh, service? Fine. If you go in, if you get the legalized heroin, the legalized meth, you don't get any other services? Fine. That's fair. That's fair. Emery says, uh, I'm a big fan of Vivitrol for medical treatment for addiction. All right, everybody. The hour's done. I love you. If you can fight, fight the system. Every system, pick one. Just spin a wheel and find one you want to fight because they all need fought. If you're being oppressed by the system, please find some peace and solace. And know that I love you and know that you are not wrong. You are not, you are not a drain on society. You bring a tremendous amount of value to society. Um, we need you. We love you. And you're important. And stay strong. All right, people. Peace out. I'll see you. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.